overlook pop culture. You are listening to The Next Report. This is episode 41 of The Next Report. Just one more way from the meaning of life. I'm <laughs> Thomas. I'm Stephen Kelly. And I'm Stephen Tompkins. Uh, this episode um, is going to be kind of a very... It's a topic I hold to my heart because I got started doing this back in like... Well, this was when I was screwing around back in like two thousand end of 2005 going into 2006. Um, if remember, yeah, no, it was 2004 going into 2005. Wow, it's it's been a while. Um, new media, which it's kind of existed for a while in various forms, indiemedia. Uh, dot org, independent media centers and such. They've been around for like a while, a long time, and more and more people are doing their own thing. Going, I've got my own views on this. Blogging took off. You know, around that time, really took off, like 2002 and on. So, this episode will be kind of guiding people today at where to get started in developing an online presence and everything else. And it doesn't necessarily cost you that much money. The only thing you would have to have is access to maybe a computer and the internet, and that's it. So, um, to start off with, you know, I got started with various free web hosting sites back in the day as well. And, you know, who, who remembers all of those where they throw the banner ads and everything else? In some cases... GeoCities. I was going to mention GeoCities. <laughs> um, Angel Fire, wasn't that another one? Angel Fire still exists. Oh, does it really? <laughs> yeah, apparently it does. <laughs> I mean, I was like, I, I looked at this and I'm like, they're still there? Because, you know, I, I was like, well, let's see if it'll still... Yep, yep, it's still <laughs> there. It's like, here, here's what it looks like with the little fire emblem next to their logo. Nice. <laughs> uh, ironically. I, I need to put all my animated GIFs on one of those. <laughs> uh, like, like you know, cool background with with a tree and everything, yet they, they're called Angel Fire. Never mind. Just, but it's just like, wow. It, they're still there. Like, can't believe Yahoo shut down GeoCities. But then again, they have Tumblr now, so I guess you can have a free website from them again, I guess. Yeah. So, but um, anyway, I personally got started with free web hosting and eventually saw, you know, a, you know, ad for my current hosting provider. Uh, through Maximum PC called One and One, and I was like, compared to a lot of other hosting options at the time, it was pretty affordable. And so I splurged and did a, did the whole .dot com and everything else, and went from there. But um, you don't necessarily have to go, you know, that far. If you can get a domain name, all you would have to have is basically a WordPress account for starters. If you're interested in that route. Um, so basically, we'll kind of do kind of a roundtable kind of thing of how how you got started with any form of new media. What, what tools do you use and everything else? Uh, basically, like I when I started my uh, British science fiction blog, I randomly just 
like I had a I had a live journal account for a long time, and I didn't have that for any reason other than just getting on there and like kind of like what I use Facebook for now, where I just post on people's things and stuff, keep in touch. And it was uh, a little more of a social thing. Well, back in like late 2010, I decided to start up a uh, just a way like a way for me to write reviews because I had just gotten off of working for a video game site and I enjoyed kind of doing that stuff, but I didn't have the outlet for it, because my new job made it to where I, it was really worthless for me to work for VG Charts, because I was never home when news broke and, you know, stuff like that. So, I went with just WordPress.com, and the reason I did that uh, initially was because it's completely free. I eventually bought um, a .com from them, and that was like, I think, seven dollars or it's not much at all it might have been 15 or something but it's it's not that expensive the reason you want to do that is once you buy from them your own domain you uh can actually start taking part in a lot of their uh advertising and stuff like that and i eventually ended up getting uh um their i my my site like i use stumble upon and some other things and it brings uh, also, I use tags on my, my pictures and stuff, so I do get a decent amount of uh, daily traffic. And it made it to where I actually qualified for um, their uh, profit-sharing advertising thing. And the reason I did that is because free WordPress blogs have ads on them anyway. So if I can get a cut of the pie, basically, I'm going to sign up for it. So I did that, and you know the site has been a- around for a while, since 2010, but within the last few months, I've actually been seeing a decent amount of money uh, coming in, where I actually got my first payout in uh, November for $100, and I'm actually on target to get another $100 next month, so averaging now like 30 bucks a month advertising, which doesn't sound like a lot, but considering I was doing it for free before, it's kind of an extra perk. And and you basically paid for your domain for the entire year and then some at that point. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, that, that sounds very uh, exciting and, and all that. I myself, like, I, I use a variety of tools. Um, I use my own hosting, um, one-in-one, mainly because they, they stay pretty competitive with everybody else, and they allow for me to, say, upload a copy of WordPress and install it manually, and that way I can have custom plugins and everything else installed on there. And basically, if you're like, if you have a hosting and you want to do WordPress customized, you go to WordPress.org, upload it, set the database and everything else, and and let it connect and everything else and it'll set up for you if you're experienced at setting up web forms on a hosting provider then it's it's fairly easy um, and there's a reason why I do my own hosting because Facebook it's wonderful we use that too but the only problem with Facebook is every now and then certain posts on a certain page's timeline just kind of disappears unless you specifically look for it. Yeah. Um, it disappears from view, or certain comments suddenly get hidden because some algorithm, you know, thinks it's spam or something, and it gets irritating. Or you get people who work for the company 
changing certain policies about certain links, and it turns out that these people in charge hate websites like BuzzFeed or or other similar type sites where it just lists a lot of stuff. So when you use, even if you use Google Plus or anything like that, it's not completely in your control. So going the going up like a hosted WordPress custom WordPress or just going to WordPress.com for free, you might have a little bit more control over what's on there and what isn't. Um, Stephen Tompkins, he, he has a web page, but he, he uses like HTML. He codes in HTML. And, and what tool do you use to put that together? Um, I've, I've used multiple tools for it, actually. Uh, but the primary tool that I like to use, it's a uh, it's Adobe Dreamweaver, if you're familiar with that. Um, in, like, late 2011, early 2012, I ended up changing my major from a history major to a computer science. And one of the required classes at State Fair Community College was web design. And that class focused on uh, web development, development by using Dreamweaver. And the first site I made was kind of crappy-looking. I mean, it wasn't wasn't very feature-rich, it was just an HTML table <laughs> with a few links and some pictures. But uh, my current website I've custom-made using Dreamweaver, or I've also used just some random uh, some text editors as well, just to pop in and change something real quick. But uh, Dreamweaver is very feature-rich. Uh, if, if I open up my Dreamweaver on my desktop at home, I have it set up to where all I have to do is if I make changes, if I have a bunch of changes, which all my changes are saved in my Google Drive, along with that, if I want to upload my changes to my website, all I have to do is, from the menu bar, there's a uh, button to synchronize site-wide. And when, that, when you do that, it will uh, if you have any files that have any changes, it will sync those files to... Uh, the remote site, and for my hosting, I get my internet service from Charter, and Charter offers free internet service uh, for up to uh, 20 megabytes. It's limited size and uh, limited on some of the features you can use, like I don't think they support PHP or some other things, which I don't know PHP, but that's a wonderful thing if, you, if you're doing something like a blog like we're talking about. If you learn PHP, PHP as compared to JavaScript and standard HTML or HTML5, PHP will save the changes that you do on this uh, server side rather than compared to client side. JavaScript is primarily used for client side things. Like if you have a web page and you pop up with an alert that says, uh, do you want to leave this page? And it says, okay, cancel. That's JavaScript. That's just when you close out of your browser, it doesn't remember that that happened. Your web page won't remember that. PHP can enable that by using local uh, files and other things, but there's also free options out there. Like if you if you use Linux, uh, there's um, a uh, IDE in Linux called Bluefish Bluefish Editor, which I've tried it out. It's it's fairly nice. I don't know. It doesn't have all the features that Dreamweaver does. Uh, I'm particularly partial to Dreamweaver, even though it's only available on Windows. But another one that I've been introduced been introduced to lately is called Brackets, and uh, it's available on Linux, Windows, and Mac. 
it supports uh, syntax highlighting better than uh, Bluefish does. Syntax highlighting that's similar to Dreamweaver. Um, a, a file navigator, kind of like Dreamweaver does, kind of like Bluefish does. Uh, but honestly, it's going to come down to personal preference. Uh, but I would strongly suggest that you get some background in HTML. Pre uh, strongly, strongly suggest HTML5 because there's features in HTML5 that if you can take advantage of it, like uh, the video and audio tag, or the canvas tag, which is a new thing, where you can natively, with JavaScript and some other things, make an actual web application with HTML5 and JavaScript, and, and nothing more. And that's going to be a, a very important point, because if you at least have some background HTML, which I have a background basic HTML, I learned it in computer programming, um, when I did the whole vocational technical school thing during high school, that'll allow you to do a couple things. One, it'll allow you to have a better idea of what you're doing if, say, you're embedding a YouTube video in a blog post, and you're like, okay, how does this work? Or if you are if you go through Google AdSense to try to bring revenue to your site, you'll have a better idea of what's going on with particular coding and everything else. You'll know which documentation to read to find out, okay, this is what's happening here with this coding. And you'll also know when, if somebody submits content and you're looking at certain tags, you'll go, okay, they're trying to pull something very shady. I better not do this. Um, it, it can go a long way in helping you. If you use content management systems such as WordPress or even Drupal and you know PHP, that can help if you're doing any form of customization, whether it's a plugin or anything else. That can help quite a bit in terms of troubleshooting a page that you're building. And even and check with your internet service provider. They may provide some free hosting so you can get some practice putting a site up, figuring out how everything works. You use that to learn, and then you can go from there. Um, so it so it's it's be relatively inexpensive just to get even a landing page that can point to all kinds of things. And if you're wanting to basically shoestring it. You can use cheap, cheap, free hosting as a landing page with links to relevant social networking and everything else. And then you can use sites like you know, Flickr to host images to save on bandwidth and everything else, or YouTube for videos and everything else. And that's, that's one strategy that can be used. Um, as far as content, though, and other things... Um, Here's the first pitfall to avoid, and that's somebody comes to you and says, Hey, would you be interested in posting this? We'll pay you to post this. Um, I got this, you know, from some company called New Media Discovery or something like that over in the UK, where they're like, Hey, editorial content for your site, we'll pay you $100 to, just to post this. Um, Stephen Kelly got an email from that same company before they, you know, hit me up. Um, what happened when when you got curious and said, okay, send me a sample, 
Well, it's it, it's basically like uh, the thing is, is it's it's too good to be true, and some companies do make money doing this. There's a lot of like kind of shady X-rated sites where if you if you go to them, they do all sorts of black hat stuff. Like they will stuff um, keywords into their site, so they'll have like in the corner of their web page will be like blacked out, like hidden, like tons of keywords like Al Gore and stuff like that. That way. It, Google might get tricked into going to the site, even though it has absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> so that this is a similar tactic as that, because basically, like, if your site has a bunch of, uh, like, let's say you run a gambling website, which is primarily what these companies tend to send out. Let's say that you want your gambling site to go way up in the Google rankings. You will start selling... Uh, links to your site, basically, to blogs and stuff. That way, it looks like your site has more inbound traffic than it actually does, and you have more, um, you know, you have more links linking into you. So, like, for instance, the one I got, it says, you know, we are interested in producing editorial content for your site. We would be happy to pay an administration fee of 40 pounds because they think I'm British since I am doing a site with the word British in it. Annually, for your time spent reviewing and publishing our content, referencing our client, you know, blah, blah, blah. The content will be professionally written in line with your site's tone and voice. Okay, I run a British science fiction website. So they're proposing here that they're going to put up something about gambling. So there's absolutely no way that those two are going to gel together. And I remember with my last one that I got, I actually called them out on it. I sent them a message saying... Hey, yeah, I'd be interested in that, even though I actually wasn't. You know, how is J.D. Power and Associates going to write something relevant to my science fiction website? Never heard back from them. <laughs> so the thing is, is they, they go to, like, who is and other places and literally just blanket email everybody. It's like a Nigerian letter scam, basically. So if you get one of these things in the mail and you're wanting, you know, to monetize your site, don't do it. Um, what can What can happen is... You know, if you do something like this, you very well could be violating Google's policies if you're going off of AdSense or other, or if you're going with another, you know, revenue advertising provider, you could be violating their terms of service by doing that. Um, it's, it's similar to spamming, spamming people and everything else, and it's it's kind of shady. Um, we we apparently ran into, like you and I know knew of somebody who tried to get more site traffic to, like, one of their forums or something, and they got their Google account suspended, AdSense account suspended, doing similar stuff with backlinks and everything else. Yeah, doing that, and then uh, spamming. Like, if you people try to do things where they'll constantly ping their site using bots and, like, that. If your site looks like it's popular, it might show go, move a little higher in the Google rankings, but the problem is, is that's at the you know, Google catches on to stuff like that, and you end up getting your site completely blacklisted after a while. And, and so basically, in generally speaking, um, if somebody's coming to you saying, we'll pay you to post this, you're better off saying no. Um, because, you know, we've criticized newspapers in the past, but you won't see this happen at a newspaper, because that's... You know, that's what the advertising section of a newspaper is for. Um, you don't pay somebody to post some 
quote-unquote editorial. It doesn't make any sense. My thing is, if it sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. You know? Because if they come in saying, you don't have to do any work and we'll give you $100. Okay, what illegal thing are you doing here? Because that sounds suspicious. You know? The, the one I got was for some gambling site, and this one... This one was from New Media Discovery, and I haven't contacted them as of late. I'll probably email them saying, uh, we, we regret to inform you that this is not going to happen because, one, what you're, doing, what you're suggesting I do violates Google's terms of service, which can cause my Google ranking to drop in a heartbeat. Two, the, site, the gambling site in question, which is... Betfair Casino, basically, which is over in the UK, has had complaints against it because of, you know, questionable claims of payouts, basically, as in people weren't getting payouts that they thought they should have been getting, and certain bonuses they thought they were, you know, getting in the games they were playing, among other things. So, I'm like, no, um, better not do that, and furthermore, what you're doing is, might be in a very great area at the very best, legally, I'd rather not be a party to that. Thank you, good day. So, definitely avoid that. Also, um, if, and I've seen this happen too, a small startup starts and then suddenly they're running around with these other groups, right? And then suddenly these groups start fighting each other and it just doesn't end well. Um, make sure you're standing on your own two feet first. And make sure you're... A year or two consistently, that's a good place to be. Uh, you know, otherwise... And otherwise, if you're, if you're constantly aligning yourself with groups and everything else, number one, you're not necessarily producing your own content anyway. And number two, you might get dragged into the middle of a fight between warring personalities. Because you're going to run into this on occasion everywhere you go. Um, I remember a few years ago where some internet radio talk show host basically did an adult-themed parody against somebody several states to the north of them. People there responded by going to the local law enforcement being foolish, listening to local law enforcement say, send this to the Cyber Crimes Division of the FBI. And um, looking back, hindsight 2020, hilarity ensued. Yes, oh, the FBI has been called on an internet radio station before over an adult-themed satire. So it, it's best to avoid fights like that because... You know, chances are they'll burn themselves, and you could get caught along in a crossfire. It's never fun. I've I've been there. Don't get there. It's it can really really blow. You remember, Steve? Yeah. You remember that too? Well, yeah, and that that's what happens with a lot of places. Is sometimes you'll because the the one thing you want to do when you're doing like a blog, for instance, is you want to get consistent content on there and you want to network it like the, one of the reasons I use WordPress is because like using tags you get people that will just find your website via tags all the time and some people 
Um, or also, like, for instance, you use Facebook more than I do, and Facebook has worked pretty well. I use StumbleUpon, and uh, basically you end up with all of these uh, these ways to network and get people to see your site. Well, some people want to take a shortcut, so they'll network with, you know, another site or something, and they, it just, it, once again, you have to put, put the work in, like, my website, I started it in 2010. I didn't get hardly any traffic until I started actually taking it seriously here, like recently, posting consistently on a schedule, going to other people's sites. Here, here's one trick. Go to other people's sites and say, hey, great site, you know, or something like that, or post on an article, and usually there's a link to your site, and people will go back and look at your site, you know, network. But if you're just out there trying to basically, you know, merge your site into a big network, the only person benefiting from that is them. You know, they're getting free content for their site that you're not having anything coming out of it, and you might get drug under if something happens. Like, and and I know I said I, I would hopefully only address this once, but I'll go ahead and do it one more time, because basically, place an emphasis on standing on your own two feet, make sure you're able to do what you're able to do, because... Um, when you when you try to ally yourself with anybody, at, you know you run the risk of getting dragged into their personal issues and everything else, and that and that can prevent you from creating consistent content as well. And that's that's never a fun thing to deal with. You know, somebody that I you know haven't talked to in several several months, out of the blue emails me saying, "Hey, you know, we want to." You know, repair the bridge that's been broken between us. We're going with this group who, you know, blah, 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 blah. And talking about how, you know, how we're basically advocates of pop culture or something like that. And I'm like, well, first of all, they don't understand what the site's about anyway. And second of all, they were going into some, you know, network of people doing podcasts and blogging and everything else, which sounds great, but only part of being big problem of being part of a bigger network is your stuff can get drowned out with everybody else's and that's that's another issue you can run into altogether. Well yeah and they, they you know they're losing their 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 voice, they lost their branding. You know, there's so many things that you lose by doing that. You know, I'll I'll freelance right occasionally for like the the uh the Layfield report and stuff like that, but I have my own thing too and if you just completely submit your stuff to something else, unless you're getting some kind of large gain out of it, I don't understand why you would do that. And it's once again, it's taking the easy way. You're having this big company saying, "Hey, we'll give you all this money if you, or you know, you'll we guarantee all this stuff if you exclusively come in and right. uh, do stuff for us." And like instead of you, because people are trying to, uh, people are trying to get a, uh, you know, get something right away. They, they want to get instant gratification, and, you know, you can't do that. You have to build it, and if you're not willing, you know, some people pay S SEO specialists and stuff to do that for them, which, you know, I'm not against that. That's fine. Some of that stuff's kind of shady, but at least do the work. Don't, you know, put the money in, put the time in, something. Don't just expect someone to swoop in like Batman and take, you know, you're there robbing all of a sudden, you're going to Get right. some benefit from it, and and honestly, you don't need to be paying 
you know, so-called SEO specialists, unless, you know, they also do things like, unless you're needing somebody to also design your website and everything else. WordPress has SEO optimization plugins where the only thing, search engine optimization, the only thing that happens is basically your search engines pick you up a little bit faster. That's pretty much what it does. You know, they have it set up to where if you write an article, it automatically pings, you know, being in Google, so you don't have to go out of your way to do kind of shady stuff where you're forcing pings through. And I know we're using kind of technical jargon, but there's basically when, when, when you write an article... Google has to know that uh, that there's a new article, so it'll send its its information out to get that you know to put it up in there. So you have to you know a thing called a ping has to happen. Well, some people will cheat it, like I mentioned earlier, by constantly sending pings out. And it you know it gives the illusion that tons of people are wanting to know what's up with this website. And, it WordPress and some other I know blogger handles that for you. You don't have to do that stuff. And people that come in and try to sell, you know, expensive search engine op- op- optimization stuff, they are taking advantage of people a lot of times. And you can do a lot of that stuff yourself for free. <laughs> Pretty much, um, different plugins are used, different strategies are used. But the biggest thing is, have something to talk about, have something that you enjoy doing, and that's just writing. Um, if you're doing something like a podcast, it doesn't even cost that much. It just... Headphone splitters and two mics, at least, if you're having two hosts, one microphone, that's about $10 or less, and that's how you get started. Like, we got all these microphones from... Basically, one of the big local chains, or one of the big chain stores, for like on clearance for like about twenty dollars or less. Well, and like you know, the quality of this podcast isn't as good as like the, the Nerdist or something. But let's face it, they're in a, a radio studio doing their podcast, and we're three guys at someone's apartment. <laughs> we don't get money out of this. We're just doing this for fun, basically. And that's the thing is, you have. You'll go online and type. People fall into this these these problems where they're like, "I want to start a podcast," so they'll go online and type, "How do you start a podcast?" And there's some moron that's usually selling affiliate links to whatever company, and they say, "Here's what you need to do: you need to buy this $100 Bluetooth microphone, <laughs> then this $400 software, and then you got a podcast." No, what you want to do is start out cheap, and then if it gets popular, you can slowly build your way up. You, like, you know, that, that's like the people that they get a hobby, and they go out and immediately buy the most expensive thing for the hobby, and then they never do it ever again. Right. And and that's that's the big issue. Like, like, did, like I started out using E107 because it had a podcasting plug-in, and then I remembered why I quit using E107 in the first place, spam bots, and after posting so much... You start having trouble posting to the news database, and it just got irritating. And then stumbled upon something called a podcast generator, which comes in handy because it creates the feed for you. You don't have to worry about it um, and everything else. So that's that's another way of getting things accomplished and everything else. And it's pretty pretty fun to use and everything else so and simple too um just the only thing that would require would be an affordable hosting plan and 
and you could go from there. There's even ways to do it for free, but you're going to have, like, kind of... It's hard to do. I know there's, like, an uh, audio... What is it? You, you can look this up, but there's, like, a, a way for you to... There's, like, an audio archive website or something, and you can technically host podcasts on that. So people will sometimes do, like, a two-prong method where they will host their audio files on that website, and then they will uh, use, like, FeedBurner or something to, like, get the RSS feed and link that then to, like, a WordPress blog. So, I mean, it is possible to do it completely for free, but you're going to have... Your, your back end is not going to be as technologically sound as, like, someone that actually spends, you know, the minimal amount of money to get something. And, like Thomas is saying, there's way, there's certain sites, like, I know, um, I don't know, if, like, like, you know, ones like Podbean and stuff like that, they specialize in that. I know they have plans that are, like, under $10 a month. So, I mean, if you, you want, you can do something like that. And some, like, even WordPress, if you pay, like, a yearly fee, you can get a plan that has, like, a ton of hosting, Right. And you can actually get, like, you know, you pay, like, 50 bucks a year or something, and you get a giant hard drive, basically, that you can host your files on. And and the only issue doing the free sites for, you know, podcasting, and uh, Podbean is one, Buzzsprout, apparently another, and that's, oh, that's a sponsored result, Podomatic, um, I think SoundCloud is another one, too. The only problem with many of those sites is you may wind up with limitations on how long the, th- the, the thing can be, as well as throwing ads in there that you may not want in there in the first place. Yeah. So, um, and there, there's, you know, another one is talk, the talk shoe community and things like that. So there, those are some ways you can get started, too. Um, if you're doing a video show, get you know, get as cheap of a camera as you can, and then, and then just go to YouTube and everything else. That because they've got some editing tools now too. Um, but, but the best can at some point web hosting is still going to be your best solution if you're doing multiple forms of media, whether it's text, audio, video. Because you'll have the most control over it. If your podcast is hosted on your website, that brings more traffic to your website, which can increase your site's ranking on ser- in search engines as well. So, um, hopefully these pointers were a good place to start. If you have any questions, um, you know, feel free to contact us. Uh, Stephen Tompkins, when are you going to put together a bigger site? I'm not completely sure. That's the that was one of the things that I mentioned in the uh, projects for 2014. Um, I'm working on it. I've I've got some more changes that haven't been uploaded to the site yet. I'm thinking about adding some ads to it. Hopefully, I can get myself a better hosting solution other than using Charter right now, and I'm just using that because it's free primarily. And uh, good way to learn some extra stuff too. Yes. Um, what I didn't mention earlier is that if you want a good reference for HTML, CSS, PHP, all, all those other web technologies, there's uh, w3schools.com. It's a uh, great source. It's what I've used when I've learned on my own outside of class for other things. 
and I, I'd, I'd highly recommend it. From from SQL to jQuery to JavaScript um, and HTML5 tags, great-looking resource. Um, they even have Ask demos and .NET demos as well, so... Along with that, they also have a mobile app for both iOS and Android. So if you have if you've got a smartphone or you got an iPod, and you're uh, you're on campus somewhere, or you're at home and you got Wi-Fi and you got nothing to do and you want to learn something new, grab this uh, grab this app, grab their app. Uh, it's it's a third party person that actually writes the app, but it interfaces with that website, and it's just a great resource. You can learn a lot from it. And HTML5 is probably going to be starting to take off as well. And if you're doing your own audio-video content, that's going to help you tremendously in the future, especially when you have more native-like applications running from a web browser, which is what looks like it's going to be happening soon. So those are great resources to get you started. If you have questions, um, feel free to come to us. Um, with any questions you have on our fan page, Google Plus page, um, 660-474-0345, leave a message, um, ask a question, we'll be able to answer it in future episodes. Um, entertain yourself, educate yourself, empower yourself, and no matter what you do, enjoy what you do. If you don't enjoy what you do, you need to do something else. Um, there's no point in turning out projects, after projects, only to not enjoy doing what you're doing. Um, we do this because we have fun doing this. So, until next time, the meaning of life, 42, we need to do something special for that episode. Something we all can enjoy. Until next time. Peace.